Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. It's Florence Brummer here. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, soon to be a grandmother, about five weeks away, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all of this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999, so it's 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying my time off. On this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about two very, very different weekends, and um, the reason I want to talk about it is to talk about uh, how you can have weekends that can mean different things to you. Um, so last week, as you know, I did a replay of a show on Easter weekend because I literally ran out of time during the weekend. Um, at 11 o'clock at night, Sunday night, I finally took a breath and thought, oh my gosh, I forgot to do the podcast, which I didn't have any time to do anyways, um, since most of the time I was traveling. But I want to talk about Easter weekend, and then I want to talk about this weekend, and talk about the different types of weekend, and how they can both rejuvenate you. So, and I have a story for Easter weekend that is very exciting, at least to me. So on Easter weekend, I went to San Francisco, and I was home Saturday night, so I was home in time for Easter. But the reason I went to San Francisco was twofold. My middle daughter is having a baby. It was about the last weekend she could get on a plane, and um, she had been wanting to go to San Francisco to eat some of her favorite foods. I've mentioned it before. Myself and my girls and my husband are vegetarian, and San Francisco just has the best vegetarian restaurants. And some of our favorites are there. Plus, we love the pier and that sort of thing. I had not taken my three girls together to San Francisco in probably five years. Um, The two older girls, I think, had each gone on a trip with me during that time. I think I took the the two older girls maybe on a trip together to San Francisco during that time period, but I hadn't taken the three girls together in five years. And there was a reason for it. When I took my littlest one to San Francisco, she was about seven years old and she was way too young for it. San Francisco can be, it's lovely. It has great restaurants, but it can be a little bit rough in terms of um, some of the street people and things like that. And a lot of it centers on, you know, nightlife and and those types of things. So um, when I took her five years ago, I just thought she's way too young for this. Like a few more years has to go by. Uh, Everyone knows I love the comedian and podcaster Adam Carolla. And he was performing at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco on that Friday and Saturday night, the 19th and 20th of April. And then it all just sort of clicked for me. Like, hey, I could go see Adam Carolla. I could um, take um, my daughters 
And at first I was thinking the two older daughters and then the younger one said, can I go too? And I'm like, she's almost 13. Like she's a good age for this. Um, so I booked tickets and, and off we went. It was um, the most whirlwind trip that I ever had. And we ran out of time to do stuff that was on our list to do. But before we got to the show, um, Adam does the show where he calls it Adam Carolla Unprepared. And he does stand up and then he'll, he'll um, draw little ping pong balls from a bingo, um, bingo ball chooser. <laughs> I don't know really what you would call it. Um, from that, and then um, audience members will write one word on it, or it's supposed to be one word, and then he will ad-lib and improv a comedy routine about that topic. And so he's been doing this for a while, and he's had this thing on the show where he says, hey, if you want to be the person who draws the balls and reads the balls to me up on stage you know, give us a call. And he was doing things in at other shows where it was more, he was calling it more of an audition where people could send in pictures or videos. And I had been coming off of a very, very, very busy time period. This year has just been insane. So obviously, I wasn't thinking of any of that. I hadn't prepared any of that. But I called the studio. And I said, any chance you have anyone for the Friday Late Show? And the response I got back was, can we talk to you on the show this week about it? And I said, sure. Um, it was a little hard to schedule because I had a lot of court, but I ended up being on the show very, very briefly with Adam and his two co-hosts and Howie Man Mandel. And um, they said, come on in on Friday. And you can pick the balls and be up on stage with Adam. I didn't have any notion for it. I kind of thought I would be maybe off stage or on the floor um, with the audience and just kind of shouting them out. I really, really didn't know. And um, I had the thought, I'm going to give the producer my cell phone number. And if he needs to call me as I'm traveling, he'll have that number. Uh, so Friday morning, we flew out. I am not a big fan of an early morning flight to the greatest extent possible. My The flights that I take will be 10 a.m. or later. And for a very good reason, at least for me, I cannot take those early morning flights. They feel like death to me, where you're getting up and it's still dark and you've had four hours of sleep and you have to get to the airport a few hours early and it's still dark. And as the plane's taking off, the sun starts to come up and just immediately you start feeling jet lagged. But I find if you could take a 10 a.m. flight, then you're leaving your house more like 7 or 7.30. So the sun's up and you just feel a little bit more like a normal person, even though you're still getting up maybe a little bit earlier than you usually do. So we had, I think, a 10.30 flight. So we, uh, this was on Friday morning. So we fly to San Francisco. It all went smooth. I worked on the plane. It was Good Friday. I ended up being very surprised that I was getting all sorts of communications. Because um, I thought, I'm going to um, check my email at the American Lounge. And the American Lounge was jam-packed. So we had 
a chair that we found and we, um, I was sitting on the arm of it and, and my daughter who was pregnant was sitting in it and we were basically standing and eating. Um, you know, they have bagels and oatmeal and things like that. Little, you know, little breakfast foods, fruit, yogurt. So we're just kind of standing and eating and it was so, so crowded in this lounge. Uh, so um, I couldn't pull out my laptop and work. But when we got on the plane, and this will be a, a little tip that I have, <laughs> which probably sounds uh, very greedy, but I flew first class and my kids flew coach. Um, I have a ton of American miles because I do a lot of business purchases on my American card. And so I said to myself, because I'm going on this extremely quick weekend trip, um, I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to use my points and fly first class. And the kids were in coach and they're fine. You know, they're young, they can handle it. Um, But with how my back feels anymore, and just like my overall energy levels, it is much less exhausting to fly first class, if you can imagine, than it is to fly coach. So I was able to sit down first. Um, you know, they let you load first. And I, I brought up my laptop and I thought, okay, I'm going to work really quick. There's like about a half an hour of loading. I can go into the internet and log into my computer at, at work and start working. So I start doing this and I had, I, I mean, I worked late on Thursday night, you know, in anticipation for taking off Friday, which again was good Friday, which I feel like generally a lot of people have off. And the thing with my job is if people have it off, it can work twofold. Either one, it's an extremely quiet day for me and people aren't calling because they're out doing fun things or two, they're off and they're getting business done. And on some Friday afternoons, my phone will be more busy than it is during the whole week from like Friday from one to five, which is kind of a bummer because if it's a day where I'm trying to cut out early or like this one where I'm trying to take a trip, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, you're um, hearing from maybe a couple dozen people who are, like I said, trying to get their business done. It's a legitimate thing, but at the same time, either I'm trying not to work or two, I have, you know, work going on and, and try to get a quiet Friday, but very often I just don't have it. So, um, I get onto the internet and I had probably a hundred emails from Thursday night and it was Friday by, you know, as we're getting on the plane. So it's like 1030. I had so many emails. So I just start answering them. And the the plane's about to take off. And um, I'm not even close to getting them answered. And I know that as soon as I get to San Francisco, I'm trying to get stuff done. So I thought, I'm going to buy the internet package on the plane. So for my two-hour plane ride to San Francisco, I worked. Um, the other thing was because I actually made money, it kind of made up for using the miles. Um, So I'm like, okay, I made a little money and used time that I probably would have watched a movie instead. So it was at least productive. So I answered emails and then I started on a brief 
And it felt good to like get that stuff done. So I thought I'm just like starting off like really, really good on this weekend. And I can like take the weekend off and, and really enjoy. So then we get off the plane. We get off the plane. We load into a cab. And my oldest daughter says, I don't have my purse. And so we all jump out of the cab. We go back into the airport. Think for a second, you know, kind of scrambling like, when, when did you last have it? And so she pretty quickly figured out that she must have left it on the plane. And she had a small, um, she had like kind of a clutch with a, it had a strap, you know, a crossbody bag, but it did, um, it was small. So I guess what she did was she had put it at her feet and then just walked out without it. And she had a backpack for the weekend. So she had her backpack and she had her phone, but not that bag that had her ID and her debit cards, all stuff that could have been replaced. But on the way back, because we had a flight the next day, she wouldn't have had an ID. And you can fly and not have an ID, but it is not convenient. They do basically a whole body search of you. She had done that before where she had left um, a small clutch on a plane and we weren't able to get it back for about two weeks. Um, because at the time, by the time she realized it was gone, we were already at our destination. In any event, um, so that's a tip if you, you know, lose your bag there, you still can get through security. It's just not easy. But we ran back in and we went to the baggage claim office, gave them our flight number, and they had not started cleaning the plane. So they're like, hey, sit and wait. So we just camped out on the floor outside of the baggage claim office and had to wait an hour. So that stunk because we were on a very short time frame. And for the one time in my life, I get a uh, text from the hotel, your hotel room is ready early. There has been so many times where I've come into a city a couple hours before my um, check-in time and have hoped to check in early, and they say, oh, nah, you don't have a hotel room. But in this event, when I was stuck at the airport, my hotel room's ready. Anyways, we got the bag back, um, which was very nice. I think Americans sort of did the best that they could with it. It was hand-delivered to us. We were very happy. We got into the cab, and we went to the hotel, checked in. Um, I usually stay at a Marriott or a Sheridan or a Weston now because of the, I'm part of the Marriott Bonvoy. I used to be part of the Starwood and then they merged with Marriott into the new club. I like it quite a bit. Generally, they're pretty friendly. They'll give you a little um, boost of points when you check in. And a couple times a year, maybe two or three times a year, I get a free hotel room using the points. Um, and this check-in was so easy. We were up in the hotel room and then we said, okay, what do we do? Like we have a few hours before I go to the show and my older daughter was coming with me to the show. So we went, um, and hopped in a lift, which I'm sure everyone is very familiar with it now, but if you're traveling in a city, I cannot recommend Lyft or Uber enough it has made traveling around a big city so much more convenient. And I used to go to all of them. I used to travel to San Francisco 
for work all the time. Um, the Ninth Circuit has cut down the amounts of oral arguments that they hear. So I don't go there as often for work, but I used to go there quite a bit. I've gone to New Orleans for conferences. I've gone to New York for conferences. And I've been doing this for 20 years before Lyft and Uber. And I got around okay. I probably walked more. I probably got more exercise in the past. But now it's just so easy, and especially when you have a time crunch. So there was a restaurant that we went to in San Francisco San Francisco called the Golden Era, E-R-A. I recommend it highly if you enjoy vegetarian food. They have food that is so tasty, so delicious. They have desserts that are wonderful. They have smoothies that are good, teas that are good. Like you name it, they have it. A really nice appetizer menu. And it's just not that much money for a San Francisco restaurant. So we took a lift there right away. And we ordered a big array of food. We ordered some appetizers. We ordered some entrees to share. And everybody was trying everything. And everything was delicious. They have something called vegan drumsticks. And they're like little um, chicken drumsticks, but vegan. And they come with a spicy ketchup sauce. Um, We split some desserts. Their mango and sticky rice is my favorite. They have a flan, but they were out of flan that day. My girls were super bummed. That is their ultimate favorite. Um, And we also had a, it was a pumpkin cheesecake, I believe. And that was pretty good too. Again, all vegan. Hopped back in a lift, went to Chinatown, walked around, got foot massages. And I had scheduled an appointment at Dry Bar to get my hair done. My hair does not do well in a climate like San Francisco, anything with humidity. This is why I love Arizona, because except for the monsoons, we really don't have a lot of humidity, and my hair just doesn't react well. So by the time of walking around Chinatown and being on and off the plane, I was a mess. I looked terrible. So luckily, I had thought to schedule an appointment at Dry Bar Um, So I could look nice for the evening of whatever. At this point, I didn't really know what it was, but I knew I would be helping Adam Carolla somehow in his show. So I went into Dry Bar and I got my hair done. If you are not familiar with Dry Bar, for the ladies, I highly recommend it. It is, I think, $40 to get a blowout. And you choose from a menu. There's about 10 hairstyles you can choose from. You can go sleek and straight. You can do beachy waves. You can do big barrel curls. I always do one that's called, I think it's called the Southern Comfort or the Southern Belle. And it just makes your hair big and bouncy. I sort of describe it as Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. And I can use all the volume. I can get my hair pretty straight. And so, um, you know, they put the hairspray in it so it's not really frizzing up and, and all of that. And then usually the next day you can get another day out of your blowout. So um, went and I went to Dry Bar. The girls, and, girls went back to the hotel. Before we went back to the hotel, we stopped at CVS, loaded up on waters and chips. You know, it's just stuff for the night, nuts, things like that to snack on. Especially with my pregnant daughter, she just kind of needs to be eating all the time. And um, 
I knew that, you know, in the hotel room, she would need some stuff. So they went back. I got my hair done. We go back to the hotel. I got dressed up a little bit because, like I said, I wasn't sure what to expect and I wanted to look nice. And then my daughter and I hop in a lift and go to the show. Um, on the way to the show, I get a call and it's from the producer. His name is Chris Loxamana. And he says, hey, are you still coming? And I'm like, yep, I'm in a lift. I'll be there in five minutes. He's like, okay, great. Another tip I'll give about a lift is, okay, so for most of the time I was traveling with my four daughters, so I couldn't do a share lift. But you can do a share Uber or a share lift. These work especially well if it's one or two people and you are not in a giant hurry to wherever you're going. I did this all the time when I was in New York. It made the trips about half as much as they cost if you just do the solo lift. And half of the time, no one else is in the car with you. Um, I did a share lift on the way to the comedy club because we left with plenty of time and the comedy club wasn't that far. So it ended up being like $3 for us to get to this comedy club. Like you cannot beat this. You cannot... I feel bad for taxi drivers and I support them as much as I can. But when you can get on the other side of the city for three bucks, like you just cannot beat that. So Chris calls me from the, from the lift and he says, just come upstairs when you get there. I said, okay, I'll do that. And he said, I'll run through what you need to do. And then I um, get to the show and there's a line out the door and around the corner of people checking in, you know, with their tickets. So I think, well, I'm supposed to be part of this. Maybe I just go and tell the security guy and maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. So I tell the security guy, I said, Chris, the producer told me to come on up and meet him upstairs. Um, I'm, I'm going to be helping with the show. It's kind of the language that I said. The security guy snarls at me and says, you can get in the line, around the corner, walk in with everyone else, and then you can go upstairs and see Chris. So now I'm at a loss. I'm like, well, okay, do I get in the line? So my daughter and I are, are walking towards the end of the line. And then I remembered Chris had called me. So I'm like, well, hopefully this is his cell phone. I can call him and he can tell me if he wants me to get in the line. At least he knows I'm there. So I call him and I said, this is what happened. And he said, oh, I'll just come out and get you. So we go back up to the door and Chris comes and lets us in. I did not glance at the security guy because at that point I was already starting to talk to Chris. But the my daughter <laughs> looked at the security guy and she said she just kind of glared at him like, see, we were supposed to get in. So they escort us to a table at the front of the stage. Chris tells me, this is how you work the bingo ball hopper. You just um, turn the dial towards you, turn the handle towards you. You read off the balls when Adam tells you to. And um, when when he calls you up, you know, you're just going to walk up the stairs and sit down. He's going to do stand up first for 30 minutes. So I sit down and sure, I'm starting to feel a little bit nervous. You know, this is um, it's a room full of about 400 people. Um, I don't really have any notions on what I'm supposed to be doing except reading off these balls. And um, Adam does his stand up and he says, hey, Florence, come on up. I walk up. 
I sit down, he adjusts the microphone for me, and we start to doing the, you know, where I'm reading the balls. Before that, he asked me some questions in front of the audience. The audience was laughing at how he was kind of roasting me about being an attorney and some other things. Um, you know, he was kind of interviewing me and, and then stopping and teasing me a little bit. It was so fun. Like, enjoyed myself so much. And then we did the ball thing. And I would just wait for him when he needed it, read off the ball, and he would um, talk about a topic that he was completely unprepared for. And it was fun and funny, and it was a great night. And then after the show, his other producer, um, Mike August, came up and handed me a couple of t-shirts for being there and helping. And then I took a picture with Adam, and it was such a great night. Like, I had so much fun. And um, it was a fun, busy weekend, and I'll never forget it, but I can't do weekends like that all the time, for sure. So the next morning, we were leaving on a 5 p.m. flight because we wanted to be back in time for Easter. So we also wanted to spend a few hours doing stuff, or as many hours as we could. So we got up, went... um, Went to breakfast, um, which was not that great of a place. It was called, I think it was called Joni's Diner. It was kind of by the, kind of by the pier, kind of by the wharf. It had a long wait, um, and it took forever to get service. We ordered coffee. They didn't bring the coffee out for about 20 minutes. We didn't get our food for about 30 minutes. Luckily, we're together and having a good time that way. My um, One of my daughters wrote kind of like a hilarious, scathing Yelp review about the place. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it was like one of those things where it wasn't unenjoyable. It just was not great for San Francisco. Another funny thing was at this place, I ordered something called the Unicorn Pancakes, and they had dragon fruit on them. And they were very expensive, like $18. And I order them and she goes, oh, there's no dragon fruit, but we'll put a bunch of other fruit on it. And then they just charge the same price (laughs) as, um, as, as if it had the dragon fruit, which was really the special fruit that you were getting. So just kind of a learning experience. We were like, eh, we won't go back. But the good thing was it was close to the pier and it was close to the pier on the Gerardali square side so we started on that side there's a little beach area Um, we walked around that just for a second the very kind of disappointing thing was the wind was blowing like crazy and it was a, a colder day it was in the 60s but um the thing that was very disappointing was that the wind was cold so my daughters are skinny you know so they were very cold it ended up being okay like once we started walking around some but initially it was just a little bit miserable and I was able to I'm a I'm a person who likes to wash their hair every day I just can't take it um I know it's probably better to wash it every other day but I like clean hair, and for me, it doesn't feel clean um, after a day. 
But I had gotten this blowout the night before, so it was still fresh enough that my hair was still clean. But the thing was, because it was so windy, I, I just had to keep it in a in a bun. And I did one of the Meghan Markle low buns at the, you know, at the bottom of my neck, which I recommend a lot. <laughs> For the longest time, I did like a higher ponytail or a higher bun. And when you take it out, your hair has this big bend in it. But if you do the lower bun, if you feel like taking it out later, you're not going to have that big bend in your hair. So that's something I recommend a lot. I wear it when I work out now. Um, I really switched on that. So we walked along the pier and and did some really fun things. Like we um, went into the Ripley's Museum. We went into the Madame Tussaud Wax Museum. They have this really, really old arcade um, that's on the wharf where the they have some of like the arcade games like from my time like centipede and millipede and pac-man like i love all of those but then they have these really really old arcade machines where it's like a um you put in a quarter and a bear dances or you get a fortune or buffalo walk around and it's just so funny like that was entertainment and they had one of those little little tiny trucks that you sit in and you put in a quarter and you can watch a cartoon and every time when I was little when we went to the grocery store um, my parents would put us in there although I believe it was more like a nickel or a dime and now in this arcade place it's a quarter Um, the games in this arcade are either a quarter or 50 cents so if you're trying to do something fun for half an hour or an hour it's a fun place to go to and I think each of us spent maybe one or two dollars because the a lot of the fun is just kind of looking at the machines and then just picking out you know four or six machines that you want to do so it that was a good time and then we walked along the pier and um went and saw the sea lions and walked through that shopping center that's on the wharf and by then we were like really cutting it close to when we needed to leave so at this point we were hungry for lunch so we hopped into a lift and went to sushi rito so it's a combination of a sushi and a burrito and um it was good like it was fine um like was it the best thing i ever had no but it was um enjoyable it was like eating a giant sushi roll and three of us got vegetarian ones and my other daughter got one that had um I think crab in it so in a way it was like a giant California roll and then it was basically time to go we also stopped at a little toy store on Kearney Street and um, fun toy store if you're walking past it it just says toy store in big letters I can't remember the, the name of it but it has a big toy store sign and we walked around and and bought a couple little things I bought a couple of those Mr. Mystery books with the markers um when my kids were little they always had those at the airport and I always bought it for them if we went on a plane ride the airports don't have them anymore you can get them on Amazon but that's just not as fun and they had them at this toy store so I thought this is perfect because we're getting on a plane and I bought them each one and I bought myself one and then off we went and then basically had to go to the airport and and leave so the flight back, same thing. I flew um, first class and worked. Um, I was working on a brief 
that I started on the way there. So I thought, well, I'm going to keep continuing it. Um, we had stopped at the American Lounge on the way to um, the airport or on the way to boarding our flight. So I was able to use the Wi-Fi there, answered some more emails. So it was amazing to me how much work I did on really what was a 36-hour trip. It's kind of a bummer, but there was no way to do it. I knew how busy my next week was going to be, so I needed some preparation. Plus, Sunday was Easter. So we get back Saturday night, and I'm as tired as tired can be. Um, but got back early enough where I went to bed at like a pretty decent time, threw in laundry, had unpacked. So the timing itself on the trip like was not bad, and we had such a great time. But Sunday morning, I woke up at 6 because I had ordered ordered bagels from Einstein, like ordered their catering box. And this is something I've done as an Easter tradition, is I order these big catering boxes. And um, it's not that much money. Um, as I sit here, I can't remember how much it was. Maybe it's like 30 and you can get, there's different ones you can get, but I got the one with, I have about 12 people that come by on Easter morning. So I got bagels and I got danishes. And then I also ordered a bowl of fruit. The fruit was a little disappointing. They'll give you whatever seasonal fruit that they have. And they had pineapple and grapes. Everyone liked it. <laughs> like it went really quick. But I was disappointed because some years I've gotten, there'll be strawberries and cantaloupe and watermelon and grapes and pineapple all together. And this was just grapes and pineapple. Um, so everyone came over on Easter morning and then we went to, and then we went to church as a group. Um, the, the people who go to church went to church. So we were a, a fairly big group. And then we all went to my brother's um, for dinner and, and hung out for a while. And I really felt tired. I laid down on, he has a living room with a sofa in it. Um, so he has the, the room with the TV and then he has another living room with a sofa that doesn't have a TV. And I laid down on it. I did not go to sleep, but I just needed to rest my back, rest my legs. I was tired. Um, so we were home an okay time, you know, and I had to get ready for the next morning because Monday was go time for me. I had court in another county first thing in the morning on Monday morning. So another tip I'll try to give, which I recommend is if you celebrate Easter, try to keep that Monday free. I could not. The court had set a hearing date. I had no choice. But it was it was exhausting. It was too much. And then to top it off, I had a court in a whole nother county on Tuesday first thing in the morning. And I'm thinking this is too much for me. I drove probably 500 miles in two days. It was a lot. Um, luckily on Wednesday and Thursday, I had um, more office days, which I really needed because Friday I had a big arbitration. And Wednesday and Thursday, I, I prepped for those. Friday did the arbitration. I'll say something about doing an arbitration or a trial. When you do these, when it ends, you are still amped up for that for a good couple of days. I it so that was on Friday. This is Sunday morning as I record this. 
yesterday evening was when I really felt like I was coming down from that arbitration. And a lot of it just had to do with events that were happening and that forced me to come down from it. But um, it takes a while. Like you still are thinking about it. You're still thinking about legal theories. You're still thinking about questions for witnesses. You're still thinking about exhibits. And it's all over. And it's such an odd it's such an odd feeling. And on a bigger trial, the the bigger and longer the trial, the worse it is. So if it's an hour hearing, even then you still get it. But when you have something that's kind of a whole day, or even when you have the, the stuff that's a whole week, it is hard to get away from it. So Friday, I came home and just felt like, I can't do anything. Like I can't do anything but basically stare. And my sister-in-law and came over and we sat on the porch and talked and had a cup of, of half-calf coffee. And um, my daughter had called me because anytime there is a vegetarian food option at a restaurant, it's big news to us. Because most of the time, you know, every, everywhere's burgers, meat, steak, um, so a lot of choices are like pasta. When we switched from vegetarian from vegan, a lot of things opened up for us. But for instance, my older daughter doesn't like or eat cheese, which I know sounds crazy. Like, how do you not like or eat cheese? But she really doesn't. And so anything that is a new option for us is always super exciting. So my older daughter called me and she said, Del Taco, which I hate it is though I've always thought it the worst thing ever has beyond meat tacos and I know I've talked about beyond meat before it you can buy them in the store they have beyond burgers and then they have beyond meat um, Italian sausages and brats so delicious even if you are not vegetarian I urge you to try these these are so good and um, Carl's Jr. recently started a beyond burger and um, sometimes if we're out, it, that's an easy choice for us because we can actually get burgers and eat in the car and, and have a vegetarian option. I've had, there's been places I've gone to, like say Wendy's or Sonic, where I've eaten a bun with vegetables on it because you don't have any other options. I've done that at In-N-Out. I've done that at Burger King. I've done that at McDonald's. You're eating a bun with vegetables. It's okay. It's not terrible but when you can have the beyond meat on it like it is so satisfying so carl's jr has that i heard a few days ago that um, burger king now has the impossible burger impossible burger is something you cannot buy in a store you can just get it at restaurants and most of the restaurants are you know like kind of like an upscale burger place um, but Burger King apparently hasn't. I haven't tried that one yet. When I do, I'll give you a review on it. But my daughter said, Del Taco has Beyond Meat Tacos. So that night we went there and got them. And wow, so delicious. They have one that's just a standard taco, which has cheese on it. So if you're okay with cheese, that's available to you. Or you could get it without cheese. But it's like a standard taco, like hard shell, lettuce, tomato, and then cheese, and then the Beyond Meat. Very, very good. And then they have an avocado one, which substitutes, basically substitutes the um, cheese for an avocado. 
any of the tacos, you can get soft shell. So we did hard shell on the standard and soft shell on the avocado. And yum, yum. It was, it was, so, it was so good. I brought home a bag for my husband, so dinner was taken care of for him. And then I lay down and can't sleep. It may have had something to do with having that half-calf coffee, like at 5 o'clock. And coffee usually doesn't keep me up. I can't explain it. It might have been the adrenaline from my hearing. Could not sleep. Could not sleep. I just kept ruminating about the week and upcoming things and everything else. So I finally go to sleep. I'm up in the middle of the night for a couple of hours. And Saturday morning is my walk. So now this time of year, because... It's getting hotter and the sun is getting higher earlier. I start at 5.30. I'm close to starting it at 5, but right now 5.30. So I had just a couple hours of sleep. So I get up and I said, I don't want to, I don't want to waste this morning. I don't want to waste the, you know, the beauty of an Arizona morning. So I started walking. I, I did cut it probably about a mile shorter than I usually do because I just couldn't I couldn't walk anymore. I was just exhausted. So I went back home. I went to um, I went to the grocery store. I went to the library. I didn't do my grocery order this week. Um, I've been incorporating in something a little bit new is that there's a Safeway in my town. I haven't been there. I don't really shop there or, or wasn't before. And someone told me they had the Beyond sausages there, which before were only available at Whole Foods. So I had to be in Scottsdale to be able to get them. So I went to Safeway and noticed there was a bunch of products that are not at the um, store that I usually go to, the the fries. So I just bought some, you know, new stuff. It's always nice to have like some new grocery orders. So I've put Costco into my mix of shopping. So you just don't end up with the same stuff over and over again. So I went to Safeway and, and bought some things that I can't get at fries and, um, went to the library and I had to lay down for a while. So I, I, I took like a, a, a pretty good nap. Amazingly, I was getting kind of a lot of client calls on, on my cell. And this is before maybe 830 in the morning. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. There's just so much going on. Um, so I took off my watch. I shut off my phone and um, laid down for an hour and got an hour sleep. When I woke up, there were more messages. <laughs> so I took care of those. Um, went to church early. I had planned to do something that evening, go out like a real person. Um, I had want my my plan is okay. So this is the opening weekend of Avengers Endgame. I've been waiting very impatiently for a year because I'm dying to know what happens, and. Endgame is sold out for the whole weekend everywhere. It was crazy. And I read a news report this weekend that said it was the biggest opening ever with $1.2 billion. I believe that is three times higher than any movie has ever opened. It is crazy. Um, you can't get in to see it. I looked at places where, you know, I looked at AMC. I looked at Harkins. I, I wasn't looking like super far away, you know, I was looking at the theaters kind of in the 20 mile radius to me, all sold out all the way through Sunday night. I haven't started looking on weekdays because I know I can't go during the week. It's it's too busy this week. Um, but hopefully next Saturday night, I'll be able to see it and things will have calmed down some. 
but crazy. Um, so maybe next week I'll have a review of it, but from how it looks, everyone's probably already seen it. Well, it was a good thing that I got some rest. I did a lot of reading. I relaxed, cleared my head. And my daughter, who's having the baby, came over, and her back was bothering her. So I was rubbing her back and um, trying to make her comfortable and rubbing her feet and um, f- serving her food. And she just got more and more uncomfortable. So I took her to the emergency room on Saturday night, and then her fiancé met us there, and I went home and, and went to bed after 11. She's okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. She's just getting big and uncomfortable and her back was really really bothering her and it was starting to scare her that it was something else so they checked her out fully and she's great and and I think she's home resting today so that's the difference in two weekends a travel weekend and a non-travel weekend and you need both of them my husband said to me this week he said if you wouldn't have traveled last weekend you would feel so much better you would be rested I said, maybe, but I said, the other thing is, and then I wouldn't have traveled. I wouldn't have had these experiences. I wouldn't have had this time with the girls before the baby's born. And maybe I don't get to see my other daughter as much. Um, My older daughter is 25. I mean, she has a life of her own. My youngest daughter is 12. Like she's getting there. So this time that I can take, I have to take it because at the end of the day, the end of your life. What are the memories that you're really going to have? That you answer 200 emails in a day? That's important. I have to do it. But I also have to make sure that I have this time for traveling and spending time with my family and celebrating holidays and celebrating our big events. So that was a really, really long podcast to get to that point. (laughs) So I apologize. But thank you for listening and thank you for hanging in there with me. It was important for me to talk about because I really saw a compare contrast of the two types of weekends. I'll be back next week with a new podcast talking about time management and lifestyle tips. In the meantime, you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Twitter at Florence Law. You can find me on Instagram at Florence Legally Brunette. And that's the same name for Tumblr. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate the comments I get from people on tips that have helped them. I appreciate hearing other people's tips. Thank you so much. Oh, and before I close off, I have one more just quick review of something that I've just been completely obsessed with. So I know I talked about the documentary, um, The Inventor on HBO about Elizabeth Holmes. I have not stopped thinking about this lady. It's such an odd story about how she came up with this $9 billion company that was basically a fraud and a fake. And so I wanted to know more. um, And I listened to the podcast called The Dropout. It's very similar to the... um, very similar to the documentary on HBO, but gives you more information. Plus, it's free on iTunes, so I highly recommend it. It's just fascinating to me. As I've said before, I love anything that's financial crimes. They just seem so crazy to me that someone can just bald face rip people off, and and I don't understand it. 
Um, as I was hearing her story, it reminded me a lot of Bernie Madoff and lots of people are saying, yep, she was like Bernie Madoff. She went from being the new Steve, jo Steve Jobs to the female Bernie Madoff. So I highly recommend it. Enjoy your week. I hope to be back next week with a review of Avengers Endgame if I can get in and see it. Thanks again. Signing off.